Today's daf is daf nun gimel. We are beginning at the two dots towards the top of nun days amid days. So it's about ten lines down. Mora brings down another story. We had a list of five, uh, five stories. We're continuing within the five things. The, the fourth, the fifth story of the list of stories concern, concerning executors of Petropus. So Amram Savo, Amram, who was a painter or a dyer, Apotropa de Yasmi Hava, he was the executor of orphans. Also, Kroyim Kamei of Nachman. So the uh, the other relatives, they were not happy with some of the behavior of this uh, uh, Amram. All of a sudden, he starts wearing Armani suits. So they said, uh, that he is using the money from the estate to dress himself up because he's never dressed up so nicely. So Amar Lohu, so he said to them, listen, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt because that if you are now representing an estate and you, want to, you have to negotiate and you have to represent the estate in a way that people are going to respect you because of the estate that you represent. You have to look the part. So that goes down as a business expense. And therefore, he has a right to use the estate to, uh, to, to dress just nicely. All right. I don't, I don't know today in, in businesses that they, they, they have uh, dress uh, wardrobe expenses, right? Maybe as actors. But anyway, it's like this. Uh, so therefore, so they said, okay, fine, maybe. So therefore, Shaman Mila means that his words will be heard, that he'll be accepted, he'll be respected. But he's eating and dining in the finest restaurants, and we know he has not been assessed as a, as a wealthy person prior to this. How is he affording to eat uh, and drink in such a lavish manner. Now, so that already, to be respected, doesn't work for that, right? Maybe it's a business lunch, but if he's doing it on his own at home, why, that, that clearly, that means he's stealing from the estate. So, Moran says like this, Amor Eshkach. He says, again, because you see that's what he's doing, you cannot bring that as charges against him or ask for his, his, uh, his uh, dismissal Unless you know for sure, maybe he found it. Maybe, uh, maybe the, the, the guy uh, came into some money. So you would it would be incumbent upon the the uh, the 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 uh, Krovim to prove that he is directly misabusing his power and he is is, is misappropriating this money. Says him, well, fine. Vahakamafsid, he's causing losses to the estate. Rashi learns that he's not. Uh, he's, he's not cultivating the uh, the land appropriately, and uh, and he's not harvesting the land appropriately, and therefore, the, <coughs> excuse me, there's damages being caused in the manner of which he is taking care of the estate. So he said to him, "Listen, Amalehu, Isilisadi de Mafsid, if you can show me clear-cut proof that he is causing loss to the estate, the Isalkine, I will remove him from the position." To Amrav Huna Chavrin, Rav Huna, our buddy, had said, Mishmei the Rav, Abatropas de Mavsid. If there is evidence that an Abatropas is causing damage, Misal Kinan Lay, we have the right to remove him. Uh, the Itmar, as it was stated, Abatropas de Mavsid, Rav Huna Amara, Misal Kinan Lay, the Bey Rav Shila Amri Lay, Lo Misal Kinan Lay. Now it's very interesting, why would they hold that he's not removed? So I guess the question is, if it's, if it's that clear-cut negligence, 
then everybody holds you have to remove the gun. But if you have the situation where he's not taking it in the best, pro- he's not dealing with it in the best proper way, it is causing some amount of loss, but you have to weigh, they aren't lining up at the door to be an executor. So, what's that? They don't get paid. So, therefore, to assume that, therefore, so he says you have to balance. If there is some loss due to not direct negligence, and it's not a major loss, he says, maybe that's not a situation where you're going to remove. That's the other opinion. But nevertheless, the halacha is, if we have evidence of any type of, of, uh, of, of, of negligence or any type of loss of the estate because of his actions... That's at the end that they didn't steal, right. take anything. They didn't take anything. They're not taking. He's not misappropriating. He's not using it for himself. So therefore, so therefore, meaning you're asking about the earlier cases, but that doesn't help. Why? Well, I don't want to wait five years to, for him to make a shvur. I see him doing something wrong now. All right. All right. Not everyone holds their shvur. That's going to be right now the machlokas. We had in our mission the two opinions. The Tanakhama held that even Apatropos was appointed by the father. The father, before he died, left, inf- left us in his will that this should be the apotropus, and the guy accepted. Nevertheless, uh, after the initial uh, inventory uh, of all of the stuff, when the, ter- when the, when the term of executorship ends, he has to take an oath that there's been no misappropriation of the estate. But that's when the father appointed him. If Bastin appointed him, then the Tanakhama said, there is no need for the oath. We don't make the oath. And they had uh, Abashol, I think it was. Who was the other opinion? Uh, the other opinion said, no, yeah, Abashol, that it's the opposite. He says that if the father appointed him, then there's no Shua. Based in, then there is a Shua. And we're going to see what the Sfaris and the Machlokas are. Rachaim asked me, what about the third level? The third level where it's a self-appointed. So I think it's based on these Sfaris. We'll see whether or not it's going to, he has to make a shvur. Let's see. So says the Gemara as follows. Says the Gemara, my time, uh, let's go with the first ruling of the Tanakhama. Why is it that if the father was, was, did it, we, we insist on a shvur? Now again, the, the overarching svara here is, people aren't lining up at the door. And therefore, if you, taking an oath is something that people abhor. Nobody wants to take an oath. Even if you didn't do anything wrong, people are just, taking an oath is a very serious thing. So, you have to be concerned that if you put on the apotropus too much, uh, you may, too, there's too much difficulty on, on him, then what's gonna end up happening is, he's not gonna wanna be an apotropus. So he says like this, so why is it when the father appointed him, we do say he can make a shvur? So, obviously, why is this, father, this, this fellow acquiescing to the father's request? It must be that this father in his lifetime had done a tremendous amount for this apotropus, that the apotropus is willing to accept the executorship. Well, that svara will also, therefore, n- mean that if you ask him to take an oath, which is for the betterment of the Yisomim, it will not scare him off, because at the end of the day, he still feels obligated because what he did for the father. That's what the Tanakhama holds. He says, If there was no uh, real benefit that the father had given this executor, he wouldn't have agreed to be the executor. Therefore, placing on him an oath will not cause him to desist. 
And therefore, that's why if the father appointed him, we do ask for the shvur to be made. At the end of the day, we'd like a shvur to be made because it protects the yisomim. The question is, how much can we push? In this case, it's okay to push. However, the Tana comes if based in appointed the fellow as the apotropist, there you cannot push for a shvur. Why? Because there, it's the father, it's not the father did anything for him. The only reason he's doing it as a favor to based in. Based in said, listen, you're an honest guy, we want you to be doing it, whatever. So therefore, that fellow, if you make it too complicated for him, He's turning in his badge at the door. I mean, he's not going to do it. So he says, Milsa, but he's doing something, doing a favor to the Beistin. And therefore, if you put on him a Shvua, he's going to desist and you're going to lose the executor. So therefore, we did not obligate him with the complication of taking a Shvua. That explains the Tanakama. What is Abishol? He holds Pung Faker. So what does Abishol hold? Abishol says like this. He says, Chilof Exactly opposite. Why? My timer. Minu based in Yeshova. Why is it if based in uh, appointed the guy for, to, to be the executor, he should take an oath? He says there's a tremendous benefit, even if Beistin don't pay you. Think about your credit rating. Think about if people walk around the city saying, this guy must be so honest, the integrity of it, that Beistin are willing to make him an executor of the orphans, there's a tremendous amount of gain by being put into that. And he holds, therefore, by the Hanah and the benefit that you receive by being made, by Beistin, that they should trust you to be an executor, Asking him to take an oath will not cause him to decline the request. That's what they, that's what Abishol holds. He says exactly the opposite. He says, by the pleasure that he receives, the Kanafik Alekala, that his reputation now goes out, the Inish Mehemnahu, that he is a man with integrity, is a trustworthy person, the Basin will rely on him, that for an oath he will not desist. He will still continue to do it because he considers it a tremendous gain for himself to do it. However, that only works if it's the base in that gave him this official position. But if he's just doing it as a favor for the father, he doesn't have that. You don't get credit because the father wanted you to do it. And therefore, when the father wanted to do it, maybe Tanka, you're only doing it for the father as a favor, not because of any real major benefit that the father ever gave you in his lifetime. And if that's true, then putting a shua on this fellow will cause him to walk. That's exactly what Abishol holds. So what is it like this? So he says that, uh, but, uh, Minu Avi Yusayim, if the father of the Yusayim appointed him, La Yeshava, there he won't, uh, he doesn't, he should not swear, because Milzab Amud Avdi Lahadadi, maybe they just did favors for each other, but Milzab Amud means minor things, nothing of a major consequence that he feels obligated to do it. He's just doing it as a favor. The Ram is and if you put a Shvur on this fellow, he will desist from taking the oath. That line of reasoning, he says, is the halacha, which <coughs> means that you only make the oath on the uh, on the minu based in, but you don't make it on minu aviyosom. And that's very interesting because the Gemara comes out hilchos lekabashol, which actually I think is the halacha, but then it brings down a brisa. Tani arabelazer and Yaakov Omer zevaze yeshava v'halacha kedvarov. He holds they they both have to take an oath. Makes no difference whether it be minu based in or whether it would be. Uh, 
Uh, Yisomim, they both, and that's the halacha. Even though, again, the halacha is like, uh, is like Abishol, but he, that's his opinion. Toza, that's the kasha, that we have a rule in Shas, that whenever you find, uh, 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 uh Yaakov in a Mishnah or a Brisa, it's Kavanaki. It only happens a few times when it does, it's refined. It's the halacha. But Toza asks why in this case is it not necessarily the halacha that Toza deals with. Now, let's go to Chaim's question. What about the third category? What about the person that was a self-appointed? What would be the dick? So here again, you can work with the svaras. Because if the svara is that he's getting a tremendous amount of covet out of it, and therefore he's not going to willing to back down, the guy that is a self-appointed fellow, you don't know that he's, uh, he's not getting too much covet out of it. So it could be that there the taka would be no shvur. Also, is it something that he did say that the father must have done something tremendous? We don't know necessarily. The father didn't say use him. It could be he's just doing it magnanimously. He's stepping up to do it. So it could be that in such a case, there would not be a shvur. All right. That's why the mission doesn't discuss it. The mission doesn't discuss the Gabi this case, right. yes. No yeah. Well, what's the svar for a person in the Yachad that says both? He just takes the students in the boat. He holds that you sow him, that in order to protect the yisomim, you have to have a shvur. Tani Rav Tachlifa bar ma'arva mi p'kamei de Rav Avohu. So, Rav Tachlifa taught before Rav Avohu. He said, Apotropos sheminuhu avi yisomim yishava mi p'nei shu knows the socher. He taught a b'risa that we're going to question right away. That, the, uh, if the father uh, appointed him, he should swear because he's a, he's a Noza Sacher, he's getting paid for it. He's like a hired, he's a hired worker, he's getting paid. So therefore he should swear. So I'm a lace. He says, Isis cover the Kaile. Did you bring the measuring cup and measure the money that he's getting paid? I mean, he's asking, what do you mean he's getting paid? Where's the money? Where did you, you where, where is the money that he got? You measured his money, you counted out the money that he gets paid. He's basically saying, we don't pay for that position. So Ella Amen, what he meant to say, or the Brysa means to say, is Mepeshu Kenosa Sochar. It's like he's getting paid. It means he holds of that Svara that obviously if he agreed to do it for the father, it must have been that in the lifetime of the father, he must have received some serious benefit from this father. So it is like a paid position, and therefore we ask the guy to take an oath. Let's go to the next Mishnah. Now, before we begin the Mishnah, we have a parsha in the Torah of, of, of Nezek. That if a person damages somebody else, there's this week's parsha, that a person damages somebody else, the aloha is that you have an obligation to make restitution. That, that, that for damaging a person's property, you have a petzatachas patsa. Uh, we learn from there that your chayev on hezek, bein b'shog and bein b'mezid. Meaning, when it comes to the laws of damaging someone's property, there is no ex- exemption or with an accident. Adamuad l'olam. A person is always held responsible for the damage that he causes, even if he causes it accidentally, even if he causes b'shogin. The question that's going to be dealt with in the next block is really a different question. How do we define li- uh, da- damage liability? It means what type of damage is considered damage that the Torah holds that you're liable in a court of law? The cases we're going to be dealing with over here is that you did not alter physically the actual item itself. What you did is you changed its halachic status. Your, the damage that you caused was caused through a hezek she'en a nicker. For example, you made a tummy. 
You, you did something to it. You made it Yain Nesach. You did something that in, in, look at it five minutes ago and you look at it now, I don't see the change. But my actions caused it to change halachically. Does the Torah mandate that in a court of law? In Shemayim, you're not getting brownie points for this. There's no, there's no question. You've done something that is, is wrong. The question is, do we define it as a damage in, 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 in based in? And, and, so A, could be mechaiv you in based in? And if you can be mechaiv the person in based in, lechorim, in a Torah, then it also should make no difference if it is beshogeg or bemezid. Or is this just a dindirabonon to make people more aware? And if it's only a dindirabonon to make people more careful and more aware, it's possible that they only obligated payment in such a case if it was done bemezid. Maybe not if it was done So That's going to be some of the issues that are going to be discussed in the upcoming Mishnah and Gomorrah. So let's go through the three cases of our Mishnah. Hametame. Hametame, for example, let's say a person had truma. Truma, either he's a Kohen or he wanted to give it to the Kohanim, and somebody came along and took a dead sheritz or, 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 or a mace or his tummy and he touched it and made a tummy. There's no change in the item itself, physically. He's changed its uh, spiritual status, which makes it now that no one can eat it. Right? Or Kohanim can't eat it. For sure, Yisraelim were never allowed to eat it. That's the Tehezachain and Nikr. Midameya. Midameya is a case where somebody had a storage bin full of chulin. Right? Somebody had a storage uh, uh, full of chulin. And so this is something that he can eat from. And the guy's a non-Kohen. But this guy did. He went and threw truma in there. So he went and threw truma. He never changed the status of the chulin per se. But this guy can't eat from it anymore. Why? Because if there's a mixture of truma and chulin, assuming the ratios are correct to create the problem, that person now has been damaged. Now, it's true, he can sell it to a Kohen, but it's going to be at a discounted rate. So there is a financial damage that has been created over here, but again, it's Eino Nikr. So that's also, that's the second case. And the last case, Menasech, is he made it into Yain Nesa. Exactly how that case works, we're going to see in the Gemara. But therefore, and also, it's not really a physical change in the item itself. It's a spiritual halachic change. So therefore, it's more of a transcendental change. It's not a, it's not a real physical one. That's the question. So, Zok to Mishnah, what's the Psach? Beshoigek Potur, if it happened accidentally, so this guy's going to be Potur. Bemezid, if it happened on purpose, so then, Chayev, so then you are going to have to pay. So, at face value, it would seem that the way to understand our Mishnah then is that Hezek She'en Nikr is really Loshme Hezek, but there's just a penalty of uh, put on the person that if he did have been made it. Why? Because the Chorah, if it was Minat Torah Chayev, as actual as Hezek Shein and Nikr Shmei Hezek, then what should be the din? Should not be the difference between Shagun and Meid. That would be the simple way of reading. We're going to see that Chizkiah maybe learns differently on the Ahmed Aleph. Okay. Itmar. So we're going to bring down a Machlokas Amaroyim over here. How do we deal with the case of Menasech? Now, you know Yai Nesech Right, the Torah means there is a rabbinical ex, uh, extension of Yain Nesach, is that a non-Jew, and actually it's a little bit not PC, but even a person that's not Shemesh Shabbos is not allowed to touch wine as an extension 
or move the bottle that's open or extension. I mean, there are that take it to the nth degree is that they even hold it's also if somebody looks at the wine. That's why there are certain, I think in the Chabad is very mocked, but they keep the bottles covered. I don't know if anyone ever seen this. I mean, not open. No, uh, I, I, I'm not sure about open or not open, but I know that the bottles are covered because they hold an extension of it's not just even, but, but, yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make sure it's Mavushal. You make sure the eye is Mavushal. That's, that's a problem. Uh, that's not a, uh, Pesach night, and a, which is a bigger problem because there are people in Makvid that, according to the Rambam, to be Yotz, Dalit, Kaisers, at SBI, and that's Ain Mavushal. So now you got the problem is, you know, you got to make sure who you keep, who you're keeping the bottle away from, you know. Anyway, but, um, and I remember I was eating, it was, I was eating at someone's house when I first got married with my wife. We were invited to somebody's house, and I was a scholar in residence at a place, and they put us up at somebody else's house, and the uh, they, she, the brother of the lady was there. And the guy starts asking me, have you ever learned Kalibah? What? Kabbalah. <laughs> so I start talking a little bit. It comes out that uh, he wasn't from the tribe. Yeah. You know, right before Kiddush. Right? And he passes me the... <laughs> the 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 coast of Yang, you know, you know, I'm trying to like look at the bottle from where I'm sitting without uh, to see if it was Navushal or Navushal, but that's but that it was. So anyway, so anyway, the point is like this. So Itman Menasech the Yayin Nesach Rav Amar Menasech Mamish Rav says the case he's talking about with a guy stuck his hand into the wine, he put his hand in again, he kishkesh, he like he. He did, he did a Gashem Yichud Lahavdil. But for the, uh, right, that's the case. He might made into Yain Nesach. So Yain Nesach Mamish. Right? Shmuel Amar Me'arev. Shmuel says, no, that's not the case. We'll see in a minute why they're arguing. Shmuel says, the case was you took an existing cup of Yain Nesach, something that already was made into Yain Nesach, and you poured it into the barrel. So the end result is either all of it Yain Nesach, or there is Yain Nesach now in the barrel, but the bottom line is that you are not, a, it's Asr Bahano. So the Moise is like this. So, uh, so says the Gemara. So, the one that says that you mixed Yainesach into it, my time will Menasech. Why didn't he not want to learn that a simpler case, instead of bringing wine into it, the guy put his hand in and made it into Yainesach. So, why not? This is a Gavaldic reason why not. We know that in Halacha there's a concept of Kim Lebedurabamine, that if a person has done a uh, Aveira that has a higher level of liability, usually with a Chi of Misa, than any financial. Uh, 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 liability associated with that very same act mm-hmm. is exempt from. You go and you, uh, you, 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 you shoot somebody through the heart, you don't pay for the suit. You know, the bottom line is that, that, because there's a dinner comment, so he holds that Kamli Ramana is an act, I mean, Nisuch is an act of Avodah Zorah, it's Chai of Misa, and the dinner Kamli Ramana, it doesn't matter whether or not it's, there were eight of it doesn't matter even if you actually are going to be put to death, even if the liability exists, it exempts. So he says, I can't be talking about a case where the guy actually did the act of Nisuch, because that act of Nisuch then would exempt him paying from paying from the hazard. So it says like this, So my time alone, Manasseh, I'm alone, Manasseh, is coming with the other minne. Therefore, the only way to learn it is what? He brought wine that was already Yain and he poured it in. So there's no common development in that case. 
that's not Menasech. Menasech happened an hour before when he did not. No, 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 no. Marv is he mixed the Nisuch into the yarn. The Idach. Now, what about the other opinion? Rob, the Taka learns that he is talking about that he actually made the yarn into yarn Nesuch. How do you avoid the question of Kam Lebederabimine? How do you avoid that? So, uh, so he says, Kirab Yirmiya. The way Rav learned is the way Rav Yirmiya explained it, that it's not come to Rav Yirmiya. What does Rav Yirmiya say? Rav Yirmiya say the case is talking about not that there was a barrel lying in your neighbor's field, or in your neighbor's yard, and you went and just stuck your hand in. Because then talk it's come to Rav because the liability for both happens at the same time. The Nisuch and the Chiyuv of a, 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 a happened simultaneously, so it wouldn't occur, and you wouldn't be able to do it that case. He says the case is talking about that you picked it up to take to take it. You picked it up to steal it first, and then you stuck your hand in. So the financial liability starts as soon as you picked it up before the nisuch occurred. So therefore, it's not simultaneous. Therefore, the chiyuv that already started when you picked it up to steal, you had a chiyuv to return it to the person. Now that you made it to Yanesu, you can't return it. But the point of the matter is, the chiyuv starts at the time when you picked it up. The nisuch only occurs when you stuck your hand in and you gave it a twirl. And therefore, it's not at the same time, so you could be chayv. That's how Rav is going to have to learn it. So therefore, you acquired it for the, for the, the obligation of, 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 of returning it to the owner from the time you picked it up. That's Mishaya, but, and, and Mishaya ben Avshu, but the, for the capital offense of Yahya Nisruch, lo havi adshaz Nisruch, only until you did the Nisruch, which doesn't happen simultaneously, and therefore, since not the Idne, it's not the same time, then you are, you're going to be Chayv. Says the word like this. Ulaman da Amr Menasech. My time Allah Amar Ma'arev. Now the Kash is on Rav. It's true. On one hand, Rav says it's a much easier case to say the guy put his hand in and gave it a twelve. But now you haven't made it such an easy case. Because in order to do that, you have to say that what happened, he first picked it up to steal it, and then he did it. So that's not such a simple case. Uh, it has a complication in understanding that case. Why didn't he just learn, like, who was it, Rav? Or like Shmuel. Why didn't he learn, like Shmuel, that he came, he brought a cup of Yain Nesach and poured it in. Why? In Ma'arev, and he mixed it into it. Which wasn't an act of Nesach, but it does create the problem of Yain Nesach. Why do you have to learn it so well, you did an act of Nesach, and not that you added Yahya Nesach into it. So therefore, my time alone, Amar Me'arev, so Amar Lach, what he would tell you is that Me'arev Haina Medamea, because he holds that there's no real difference in the case of Nasech and Me'arev. The case of Medamea. Medamea was the case where there was Excuse me, there was chulin, and you went and brought truma, and introduced truma into the chulin, now made it that the soil can't eat it. You introduced something from the outside into it. You mixed something in. So once I already have a case of where you mixed something in, it's still called the hezek shein and nicker, your Potter, but major your chayv. Why do I need to make that the case of Nesach? The Chora Ma'arev. I already know from Medamea, so he didn't want to make it exactly the same case of Medamea that Ma'arev. We introducing something else into it. Therefore, he felt that it's much. It, 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 it makes much more sense to say the case is talking about you actually did an act of Nisuch, because otherwise the Tana did not have to include the case of of of, of Menasech. I could have learned it from the case of Ma'arev. That's what Rav held. So therefore, Haina Medamea. With the same thing as Medamea. Now, what does Shmuel hold? Why does Shmuel hold? He does learn in both cases you're introducing something from the outside, and yet it the Tana felt necessary to record both because he says like this: It's true. 
that in law you go by precedent. Sometimes you see what the ruling is and you use precedent. This case law, you are, but he said by knas you can never do that. By penalties you can't do that. That you can only do that in cases where there's compensatory payments and things of that of liability. But when it's knas, you have no knowledge of why the penalty was imposed in case A that you can therefore apply it to case B. So even if you saw that it, there is an obligation of the Ma'arev by Midameya, that doesn't necessarily mean you can apply that penalty to a case of Manasseh, because you don't compare, we don't create precedent by penalties. And therefore, small held, you have to record both. Obviously, Rob disagrees with that. Rob says the same way as we use case law, we use precedent for other liabilities, he always would be able to do the same thing in the case of Knath as well. So, What's that? Let, we'll go through this far as a moment. <laughs> so it says it more like this. But, uh, the Edach, and what a small hold. Why did he hold? You need two cases of being Ma'arev. Because Knasa, you're dealing with penalty over here. So this is not compensatory payments. This is penalties. So what it says, Umiknasa, loyal finan. You cannot learn out one Knas to another Knas. Now, what does Rob hold? Rob holds that you can. That it, that wouldn't have been a, that, uh, 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 no, no, uh, yeah. That's yeah. So therefore, he had to learn in a different case. So therefore, Laman the Yalef Knasa Miknasa. So now we have a Kasha. Now this whole line of questioning is only going to be according to Rav. According to Shmuel, you don't have to start figuring out why did you have to record all three cases? Why couldn't you learn two and apply the third? Because Miknasa Miknasa Yalfinan. But according to Rav, who holds Knasa Miknasa Yalfinan, what's the need to record? All three of the cases. That's the most question. So therefore, Frek the Gemara. So therefore, the Manza Yaldif Knas according to Ram that does learn out penalty apply case law precedent from one case of penalty to another. Call Hanalamili. Why do I need all three cases? Trich, I need all three. Let's go through why. The Tana Metame. If you would have only recorded the case of Metame, what's the case? Metame person went. There's, there's true, uh, so there can be you can be Metame in two cases. There's going to be both options. You can metam in a case where the person is a Kohen and he has truma. Now, if you're metam in that, that creates a problem that nobody is able to consume it now. You can't, no Jew can consume it. A, a Yisrael wasn't able to consume it from before because it is truma. And a Kohen is not allowed to eat truma that's tummy. It's true that he is allowed to feed it to his animals or he's allowed to burn it, but ostensibly you've made it that it cannot be consumed by the Kohen. Okay, so e tana metame. If you would have made it the case of Metame. Now, what kind of case? If we're dealing with that, it was Metame, Truma, Hava, I mean, I would have said, you know why they po- imposed the penalty in such a case? No one can eat this anymore. And even Metame, Chulin. Now, if it was Chulin that became Tame, now, there's no Svara there because nobody can eat it because it's true. There are people that can eat it. Who can eat it? Yisrael can eat Kohen that's Tomei. Only a Kohen can. Uh, uh, well, not even that. A Kohen that wants to stay Tahar is not allowed. But the point is that it is edible. It just now cannot be eaten in a level of Tahara. But there are people that are able to eat this. So therefore, in that I would have said, you know why there's a penalty? Because there are, there's another rabbinical injunction that you are not allowed to take produce of Eretz Yisrael and make it Tomei. You have to try to keep produce of Eretz Yisrael Tahar. So somebody went out of his way to make Kohen Tommy, so because that's the injunction. What do you mean? But it's not a money payment. He shouldn't have done it, but he did it. Okay, but that's why they made a penalty. It's not a money payment. They were talking about penalties here. So therefore, they put a knas in it. So therefore, if you would have created the only case of Metame, I could have come out. There's truma. There's a svara to say why there's a knas because now no one can eat it. And even at school, and there are some believe you violated another injunction. So that's why they gave a knas. If that would be the only case of Metame, Mishum to also Likrom Tumah Lechulun Shavet Shrov, because you're not allowed to cause Tumah to Truman, to Taharis of Eretz Yisrov. Avo Medameya, but 
Uh, the case of Midameh, what did you do in the case of Midameh? There was Chulin, and you introduced Truma. You've not really done any violation, right? There's somebody that still can eat it, a Kohen, and you haven't violated any other injunction by doing it. So maybe in that case, okay, again, you're not getting the Citizen of the, of the Year Award, but Lamaisa, maybe we would not penalize in such a case. Amaloi, maybe there would be no Knas. So therefore, you can't learn out the case of Medameya from the case of Metame. Now, let's say the other way around. Once you already showed me that you're chayed, even by Medameya, then why do I need to record the case of Metame? Ve'iyash me'ina Medameya. Mishlum de'shchiach. Razi says that, uh, again, I guess you have to be holding in a dargah, but the way they used to bother, uh, if they got upset at somebody, or they used to, somebody used to bother them, that was a common thing. They go, oh, you think you're going to be, you're, you're, you're going to eat your chul, and I'm going to dump truma in there. That was like, so that was a common occurrence. I understand, since it's a common way of them fighting with one another and bothering one another, that could be why they put a knas in that situation to prevent that from happening. But metame, which was much less of a common occurrence, maybe davar l'shchiach, so lo kansevei rabbanon. The rabbanon did not put a knas on it. Avo metame de l'shchiach emeloi. So therefore, I've explained why I need both metame and I need <coughs> excuse me and I need medameya. All right. Now, why do if I have those two, why did they introduce the third knas by uh, menaseh? The Iyash Me'inan, because why don't we use those two to learn Menasek? We don't, you can learn one from the other according to Rab. So therefore, uh, so therefore, Avmatama Deloy Shkiach Emeloy, Iyash Me'inan Matama Umedam Me'ah, Mishum Deloy Kimlei Vidurabamine. Because in that case, it's not Kamlei Vidurabamine. In such a case, that, that, that there's no, uh, capital offense to wipe out the financial offense, so that's why you're making a Knas. But I might have thought that the case of Menasek, which very often is a case of a kimlei b'derabamine. There's no penalty in such a case. Ava menasech the kimlei b'derabamine emelo kamash malan k'drav yirmiya comes to teach me no because since there are ex- situations where there could be that it's not a kimlei b'derabamine situation like Rav Yirmiya when you first picked it up to steal it and then you're menasech so therefore so uh, so therefore emelo uh, kamash malan k'drav yirmiya. Now, so basically we've explained why, according to Rav, you need to... Judge. The progression would have been, they gave the first two cases of Medamea and Metame, and they also had to introduce the third case of Menasseh. The problem is like this, that the Gemara says, The father of Rav Avin, he had a brysa that taught the hierarchy or the development of the knas, the knas went a little bit different. He didn't start with Metame to Medamea to Menasseh. According to his version of the way the enactment was made, the penalties were introduced was as follows. Barishon Hayu Omrim. Originally, the Chachamim, the rabbis of that generation said, HaMetame VeHaMenasseh. They only had penalties in those two cases. In the case of Metame and the case of Menasseh. But you see that the first two cases was Metame and Menasseh. It is only Medamea that was introduced later. Now, if according to him, it's only Medamea was introduced later, you can't give the Svara of why you needed the three cases the way we started. Because it means that they originally had a Svara for Metame and Menasseh. Well, if they had a Svara for Metame and Menasseh, so then, Kalachoma, you don't need to bring Medamea. Why would you think Medamea 
was not included, that only later on you had to bring it to include it. So what it says like this, the Chorah says, Barishona, they said, Hayyomri Metameh, Vehamenaseh, Vechazra, and only later they incorporated Ahmedameh. So call Hanalam said, according to that, how do you explain the development of the Knas? What's the Sforas for the development of the Knas? Right? They already know Metameh, and they already know Menaseh, which is even borderline in some cases, Why would I think Metameh would not have a Knas attached to it? Sricha. It is necessary, according to this version, how to, of the development of the Knossos, you still need to record all three. Let's go through it. Let's say you started with Metame, which you did, that's according to this version you did. I would think, you know why there's a Knoss? First of all, it's not Kamle, it's not Kamle, it's not there's no reason to exempt the penalty, right? So therefore it has a Knoss. But Menaseh, I would have thought not to include Menaseh, because very often it is a case of Kim Leib Adarabamine. So aim alone, maybe there's no penalty, right? Comes along, though, you have to include Menaseh because of the reasoning of the explanation of Rav Yermia. The Iyash mean Menaseh, now if you only were taught the ruling by Menaseh, Mishum the Kamasi Le'le by Menaseh, it is a complete uh, uh, wipeout of the usage of it. You can't eat it, you cannot get any benefit. Yahinesh may not get any benefit from. It's not a complete wipeout of it, because as I said, it's true no one is able to eat it, but you can feed it to the animals. In the case of Truma, they became Tomei. You can burn it and use, get, get, use it as, as, as fuel. Alright? And the case where it's Chulin, you can, uh, what's that? If it's Truma, in the case of Chulin, the, the, Kohanim are able to, uh, I mean, the, the, anyone is not a Kohen, or anyone is a Yisrael can eat Chulim bet's Tommy. So, aim a light. So then, let's say, there should be no penalty over there. Therefore, they have to tell you, both the Nasech and the Tommy, there's penalties. Ah, what about, once you have those two, why don't you create a precedent that Medamea should have penalty as well? Because there's really a great loss over there. Yai Nasech, for sure, there's a great loss, complete write-off. And even metame is a great loss because at the end of the day there is a uh, there is a large loss to it. Why is there a large loss? Because if it's truma, preserve the case of truma. Nobody else is uh, able to eat it. Can't sell it to anyone. If it became tome, it's done. It's gone. To say for few or whatever, that's say first of all, you're not even allowed to leave it around. If you have it there, you can use it, but you have to really get rid of it right away. Yeah, it is a big. In the case of when you made chulin, that is. Tame, it's still considered to be a uh, a much greater uh, loss of the of the item. Why is it considered to be a, lot, a greater loss of the item? Because at the end of the day, is that that it still is devaluated. Something that I mean, you have to hear. Well, we don't have to go into maybe a lot of people into this category. Yeah. 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 All right, I mean, then there's right, the a penalty. Okay. I hear, you. I hear. You. Okay, Abel Medameya, but Medameya. It's true that you cause some loss, but the, in any scenario, it's only going to be a much smaller loss because all you've evaluated is from what the Yisrael would be willing to pay for it to what a Cohen would be willing to pay for it. Aval medameya. So what about medameya? The chorah the hefsed muad, which is only much smaller hefsed. Aimalo, maybe they'd not put a penalty. Kamash malan. In this case as well, there is a penalty. So therefore, even according to the second uh, version of the of the development of the knas, we have a reason why we need all three cases. Now again, this was only needed according to Rob, 
who learns out one knas from another. According to Shmuel, you had to record all three because you can't learn one knas from another. Now the Gemara gets into the meat and potatoes of the machlokas about Hezek She'en and Nikr. Right. Amar Chizkiah. Devar Torah. That mina Torah echad shogeg echad meizid chayev. That really Hezek She'en and Nikr is considered irchai vein b'shovein. My time, what's the reason? Because that is a chain of nicker. The Torah considers it to be, it's no different if you burnt it. Meaning it's a, considered to be a, an actual damage, even if it's not physically noticeable. If you actively, this is the key, if you actively did something physically to the item, the fact that I can't see what you did doesn't make it that it's not considered a damage in a Torah and you're chayv. I, the Mishnah says, b'shoigag your potter, u'matam, look at that, g'valdig a reason, matam amru b'shoigag potter, k'day she'yadiyay, because what happened like this, if I did something accidentally, I, I, I wasn't careful and I knocked the sherets into your, into your, into your truma. Now, it was an accident, but now if I'm chayef to pay, I'm not going to tell you, because I would tell you, I'm going to I did an accident, not my fault, you're going to make me pay. So therefore, amazing. the way that the, amazing, we'll see the moment. So therefore, the way that Chachamim encouraged the person to tell that it happened is what? Okay. Don't worry, you're not going to have to pay for it. So that's the way they did it. So what is like Tomorrow says, so Iach, and so therefore I'm moving, Potter, Kadeshia, in order to let him know. So in the nays of the Chayra say the same thing, Potter, because otherwise you're not going to let the guy know. When's the Gavaldi thing? Why am I doing it, Bemazid? I'm doing it to bother you. I'm going to let you know. The whole reason I did it, what did I do it, Bemazid, for? Is because I'm trying to be mocking you. I'm trying to provoke you. I'm trying to start up with you. So you don't have to have that Svar of Bemazid. He, Bemazid, that's what he wants to do. So he's for sure going to tell the guy. So therefore, we're not, say that's the thing. we're not dealing with people that are pathological, that I'm going to do it without him knowing, it's like spitting in the food, you know, and they're serving the food. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that I want to give you tsar. So therefore, how am I going to give you tsar if I don't tell you? How could there be no atom in a case like that? What have to be atom for? I have to be atom. I'm into it. I'm, being, I'm admitting. I'm telling you I did it. Yeah. So when it says like this, Sigmaru says, Siachi afilu amazed nami, my intent is to cause you hurt, to cause you damage. I do, I'm not going to tell you. So what? So I get Hano. It's like, you know, I never understood, you know, so what Hano am I getting? So anyway, so that is the according to Chizkiah. According to Chizkiah, important. Chizkiah holds, Vah Torah is a Hezek. Hezek, Hezek, Hezek. Then you have to explain the only thing is to why are you Potter Peshogek. Kedei She Yodiyo. It's a leniency. It's a leniency. Right. Rabbi Yo, it's not Oikaril, I mean, just, I mean, have, it's Mammon, it's not, you just don't have to pay. So, Mammon says, Rabbi Yochan and Amar, Dvar Torah, Echad Shogu, Echad Meizid, that's the way we learned the Mishnah. And that's the way the three, the, opinion, the, the opinions of Machlok is Rav and Shmuel, that really it's a Knas. Minatora, you're Potter. And therefore, the only thing you have to explain with Minatora, you're Potter, then why are you Chaya when you did it? The Meizid. So, my time, because Ezek Shena Hineker, Loish Meizid. So, my time, Amro Meizid Chaya. So, why is it? Meizid Chaya. That therefore, people <coughs> under the under the exemption rule, they'll go ahead and cause trouble for their neighbors on purpose. That's only a sforah to make that knas. Shogun, they didn't have to do it because the shogun's sforah doesn't apply. All right, the Torah is like this. The Torah wants to bring a raya from the following mishnah. This is a mishnah in um, in uh, it's actually later on. We one of the one of the disqualifications of a korban is pigle. 
What is Tigl? That if the Kohen, when he's doing one of the Dalit Avodas, he's working with the animal, he, uh, he's shechting it, he's sprinkling, he has in mind to either eat the meat, or in the case of the Zrika as an apple, to do the Zrika that Shalov is mano, not in the right time. Not in the time that is the place that is, is supposed to be doing it. That disqualifies the carbon. In the case where it's an uh, obligatory carbon, the guy's going to have to bring another carbon. When it's an adava, still, it's a tremendous, I did this whole, I went abroad a carbon. Now you stopped my, you disqualified my carbon. Question is, if the Cohen did it, does he have to make, does he have to make financial restitution to the, uh, to the Balabas that he's bringing it on his behalf? So the Mishnah rules as follows. Hakohanin shepiglu b'migdash. If the Kohanim were Mavagal, they disqualified through them the, the, the intent that they had to do the act, Shalobazmano, Mezidin, if they did it, the Mezid, Chayovin. But, right, that's the Mishnah, right? So at this point, there's no question, because everyone agrees with Chayovin Mezid, but the Bryce says what creates the problem. But Tani Alon, the Bryce explains why, that it's because of a Tikkun Olam. Now, Bishlom, according to Rabbi Yechanan, it's good. Because really they should have been potter. It's a hezek shayin and nikr. You can't tell the difference has happened. It's just a halakha difference. So the I, why are you chayef? Because of tikkun ha'olam. According to chizkiyah, that's not what the pshat should be. It should be, why are you potter v'shogeg? Should be because of tikkun ha'olam. Not why are you chayef v'mezid. Chayef v'mezid is because hezek shayin and nikr, shmei hezek. V'yamad, if you hold like chizkiyah, that hezek shayin and nikr, shmei hezek, hai shogegin paturin. That the, the, the fact that a shogeg Turin should be made tikkun ha'olam That's what it should have said. It shouldn't say why you chayv b'meizin. It should say why you potter the shogeg because of the tikkun ha'olam. So one says like this. That's what it means. It means that. It means like this. Meizin chayovin. The fact that the Mishnah said meizin chayovin. The bride emphasizes well. Why does it say meizin chayovin? Not because. Shogin Abiturin. On that we need to understand why is it only Mezidin Chayavin? Why isn't Shogin as well? Comes along the bright there. So therefore, that. that's what it means. Therefore, that is the, the, uh, that, that, so therefore that is explaining the Tikkun Olam, but it's going on why it's only Mezidin Chayavin, not why it's Dafka Mezidin Chayavin. Why, why Mezidin Chayavin? So Hashogin Abiturin is Bibnei, Tikkun Ha'olam. Okay, so you have no kashas yet. We have machlokas, Ramarayim. You can explain a very important shayla. Hezek shayin and nikr, are you chayv your potter? Mosiv Rabbi Lozer. Rabbi Lozer has the following question from Abraisa. We know that mechatas, that if you have water, that is for the mixing of the ashes of the paradum, it was designated, drawn for that, and even the, and the ashes are mixed in, it's ready to go. If someone does a melocha, he does some type of physical work, that is not for the purposes of paraduma, it disqualifies it. It's a tremendous, tremendous damage because these things are very, very valuable. Or, it's the same thing, if you do malacha with the actual animal itself, when the animal is alive, before you shed the paraduma, you decide to do malacha with the animal, it disqualifies it. The question is, the choretz, a hezek she'en a nikr. Because you don't see any substantial difference in the actual item itself. So why is it like this? It says, either with the water of the para, the mixture of the paraduma, or with the actual para itself, is potter medina adam shamayim. Meaning, in shamayim you've done something terrible. In shamayim they're going to get you for this. But financially and based in, we cannot hold you responsible. Now, says the more like this. Now, if you hold like chizkiyah, 
So why can't you mechayev the guy in Beistin? Oh, it's Ezek Shein Nikos. Ezek Shein Nikos, Shmei Ezek. Shmei Ezek like this. So says the Gemara, Iyamad Ezek Shein Nikos, Shmei Ezek. So Adam Nami Lechayev. So let's mechayev the person as well. This is the question according to Rabbi Loz, according to Chizkia. So who must have law for whom a faric law? So he asked the question and he gave an answer. Now in order to understand this, I think this is what Rashi is trying to say here. Rashi is going to say that even according to Chizkiyah, it's only considered to be a hezek, a hezek she'en a nikr shmei hezek, is if the physical act itself, you physically did something that that act itself is what caused the the damage. But if what's causing it is not a physical act, but it's an act of your machshava alone. It means the physical act itself could have been viewed as not necessarily doing something wrong. The only before. thing that it caused the uh, the problem was the machshava itself. On the machshava, yeah, the way the Rishon figure, it's like a grama. It's considered indirect. And grama is potter. means even if you hold hezek she'en and nikr shmei hezek, but if it's happening in an indirect way, it's not directly through the actions, it's only because of the machshava, then it's considered to be potter. So let's see how we do it. Because the Chorah over here, if you physically did something with the water, physically did something with the cow, that's not, a, that's not just machshava, that's physically doing something. So how do we make it indirect? How do we cause it a grama here? So Mara says like this, Pura, the case of the Pura, Shechnisa Lerivka, you brought it into the barn, where all of the animals are tied up. Now it seems to be that what used to happen is they used to tie the animals up in the barn, and they also used to put grain on the bottom of the barn, that in the same act that the animals are walking around, they're threshing the grain underneath it. So you took your little Pura Duma calf that needs to nurse. And you went and you brought it in, or somebody else's. It was a belonged to the treasury, it belonged to somebody else, let's say, or it belonged to a private individual, let's say, because we said maybe it's not Hezek for fact. But it belonged to a private individual. You went and took that Boraduma and you tied it up to the mother in the barn, but with, with multiple reasons over here. One, Almanat Shetinak, in order that it should nurse. So the actual act of tying it up wasn't really a problem necessarily, because you tie it up for nursing purposes, so you can't attribute the actual act of what you physically did to something that's causing a hezek. But you also had the machshava that at the same time it should thresh. Vatidosh. Now, in such a case, the one that Rashi explains, we cannot say your actions of actually tying up it to the mother is considered directly what caused the damage. Because you did it for the right person's purpose as well. You did it for in order to nurse. It's only the additional machshava that you had that it should thresh, so for that it's considered a grom, it's not considered direct, and that's why, even according to Chizkiah, even though it's but not if it's through a grom, that's how he explains. So therefore, so therefore, and what about the mechatas? The mechatas was like this, you had a container of mechatas, you knew, it you knew that it was five pounds, and you have it sitting on a, a weight, let's say the initial understanding, and you went and you have a steak. You want to know how much does a steak weigh? Is this piece of steak, is it a five pounder or not? So on the counterbalance of the other thing, you stuck the steak down. So now, you did not directly do anything to the mechatas. You just used it as the counterbalance. So that also is considered to be more of a, like a machshava thing, not a direct action to the item itself. And therefore what? 
Therefore, even according to Chizkiah, you're going to be potter. So, Mara says like this. So, therefore, in the case of Mechatash, the shakal ba, mishkalos, you used it as a counterbalance, as a weight. Correct the Gemara, that doesn't work. Because I'm a rubber, rubber paskin, is that mechatas is shackled by hand mishkalos. That if a person used mechatas as weights, he says, kshera, that's not considered to be enough of doing action. Not only does it, 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 it's not, doesn't disqualify it to yachayvadine shemaim, it's kosher. You continue to use it. So how can you make that the case where according to that, that, that in the, in, in the, so obviously, so therefore that cannot be the case over there. So Gemara says like this, Lord Kasha, there's two ways that you can use the mechatas. Like this. Habe gufan, habe kenegdon. Einachinam. If you're using it as a counterbalance, then everybody is going to hold, like Robert said, Kshayra. What's the case that it will become disqualified and it's Chai Bedine Shemayim and not Bedine Adam, where you actually, another way you can use water to, as, as a way of measuring. You have a water with, uh, on, on, in a, a container that has uh, increments and you can drop something into that water and the way it, uh, it, it, uh, it rises, the increments it rises, that tells you how much it is the thing that it's weighed. So that's the case of the Mechatas where you're going to be uh, we actually put it into the water, not that you used it as a counterbalance. That's one, that's one second. So the case of, 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 of the Bryce that we're going to, uh, the, the, the case we asked, where it says you're part of the it's talking about the Gufan. Says in one second, like I just asked, if the Gufan, where you put it, that's not considered then the Machshava, that's considered you directly did something. If you hold the Hezek, Shein, and Nicker, Shmei Hezek, then you should be Chayav according to Chizke in that case. Then you actually are doing a direct action. You should be chayv according to Chizkiah. In both cases, you're using it as a counterbalance. And the problem over here, the reason it became disqualified over here, is not because of... A hezek she'ed a nicker. The hezek she'ed a nicker part of it does not disqualify it. Because we said, as a counterbalance, it's only the machshavah, it's not an actual physical act of the thing itself. The key over here was, did you take your mind off it? There is one of the rules that is in Mishmeres, that you have to, can't be hezek hadat, it has to be under guard all the time. So did you, because you're now using it as a counterbalance, did you take your mind off it and not think about it as being a mechatas and remove the mishmeret part of it? That becomes a disqualifier. So where you did not, which is Rava's ruling, so therefore all you did use a counterbalance, it's still kshera. The case that says it's psula, we disqualified it, is where you were mesiach das. You took your mind off it. But mesiach das is not enough of a hezek that, uh, that, that's not considered to be a hezek she'enenik or shmei hezek because just you didn't think about it. But your, you caused it to become, it's also grammar. You caused it to become disqualified. Caused it to become disqualified. It's not directly making it disqualified. Therefore, you're only chayev. But dine shemayim, but you're going to be part of dine on. That's the case. So says when Eidi the Eidi bechenegdon that both cases, both the case of Rava and the case of the bride who we asked Chizkiah from, somehow where you use it as a counterbalance. I our question why? Why place one case it's disqualified, one case it's it's it's, it's kosher? Beloy kasha. Hada azav daite, hada lo azav daite. One case you were das, you took your mind off it and disqualifies it. You want place, you didn't, and therefore it has a shayin and nicker as may has it's not. But it's disqualified for a different reason. It's because of Messiah Das. Messiah Das, even according to Chizkiah, is not considered to be a direct Hezek, and therefore you're Potter Bedine Adam, but you'll still be Chai Bedine Shemayim. 
Masiv Rav Papa. Rav Papa asked the following uh, refutation from a Brysa. It says, Gazol Matbeya. Let's say a person uh, went and stole someone else's coins. And he held on to the theft. And in the duration of while he held on to it, the government... Uh, discontinued the, the coins. So now, even if you want to give back the coins to the person, really, you're giving him back something which has no worth anymore. Or the, the nifsal, and it became discontinued. They disqualify him. He's no longer functional. Truma. You stole someone's truma. The nitmes, and it became tome. Clearly, it's uh, from those you see, you, not that you made a tome. It became tome. Somebody else made a tome. Chametz. You stole a person, you went into a scotch collection, and you stole all his scotch, and now it's after Pesach, Chamesh Shavala Pesach, it is now, it has become uh, useless to the owner. The Avralava Pesach, so what is the price for rule? Omer lo haresel cholefanecho, that the, 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 the Ganif can still say to the person, hey, I haven't, I, it looks exactly the way I took it, no different than the way I took it, it's yours. Now the owner is shrine chai the kain. What do you mean? I can't use it. It's valueless. No. Nope. Now, what's the shaila? So says the Gemara like this. Bishloma, if you hold like Rav Yochanan, that Torah, a spiritual or a halachic change in something, is not considered like you've damaged it. So then this item is the same item and you're giving it back. You're being yotze, uh, the Heshev is Akzela Shergozo. You're being yotze the, the obligation to give it back. But if you hold like Chizkiya, that the Torah considers it like you burnt it. So then the Chorah, if this is like you burnt it, how can you give back a burnt item? So this clearly, this Bryson says you can be yotze the din of, of, of the Heshev Akzela with these items. Clearly it's much more like Rabbi Yochan and not like Chizkiya. That's the most uh, proof. This fellow is a goslin, and the melee has an obligation of paying back, and you cannot pay back with something that you burned. You have to pay cash. You have to pay money out of pocket. Give back. So therefore, to Yukta, so the Gemara seems to concede. You're right. This has to, that seems to be a refutation on the opinion of Chizkiah. And basically, from the Tanoim, it seems that the Tanoim hold Hezek She'ena Nikr, like Rabbi Yochanan said, Lav Shmei Hezek. Okay, that's what seems to be the rule. Now, says the Gemara, the way you can get out of a Tiyukta on an Amora is to show that there is a Tana that supports him. So what the Gemara wants to show is that it seems to be a Machlokas Tanoi, but not so Pashat. Lameke Tanoi, this Machlokas Chizki and Yochan actually seems Machlokas Tanoi. It says as follows, Hametame, a person that made Tame someone's items. Midameya, he caused a mixture to happen, he added Truma to the Chulun. He mixed up the, the guy's chulin. Now he can't eat it because he had truma in there. Hamenasek, a person turned it into yainesta. We had different ways how that could happen. Echad shaygik v'echad nezid chayev. Dever This is different than the town of our Mishnah because our Mishnah holds only if it's v'mezid. It's chayev v'shogit potter. But this opinion says bein v'shogit bein v'mezid. You are chayev. Dever Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer. He said like our Mishnah v'shogit potter v'mezid chayev. Now lechora, what's the machlokas here between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir? The cl- clearly Rabbi Meir must be uh, 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 espousing the opinion. It would seem 
that holds that a hezek she'ena nikker shmei hezek adam muad la'olam makes no difference, and therefore in all cases you are chayev without giving the guy a leniency, like Rabbi Yochanan want to say, no leniency. One second. So therefore he seems to hold clearly that hezek she'ena nikker. So therefore Chizkia can be basing himself on this opinion. You see, there is a Tana who holds hezek she'ena nikker shmei hezek. Chizkia was just saying that the Tana of our Mishnah who happens to hold the same thing as well, he gives the guy a break in the case of Shogun. But you see there's a Tana who holds Hezek Sheina Nikr Shmei Hezek. This is Rav Meir. What does Rav Yehuda hold? Rav Yehuda you could say holds that Eina Chinami Hezek Sheina Nikr Lo Shmei Lav Shmei Hezek like Rav Yochanan said. And therefore what? He, he says that it's a penalty on the Mezid. We didn't penalize the Shogun. But if you learn this way which seems to be the way to understand then it comes out you don't ask there's no Tiyufta on Chizkiya. Uh, Sumer says like this. Let's see it inside. So the Chora, my love, is it not? Bahakam if what they're arguing about is the following thing that Mar Sava has a chain a nicker. Shmei has that which would be the opinion of Rav Meir. Umar Sava lo Shmei has that which is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So I'm Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Love Dafka. You don't have to say it, and you cannot bring it as a support necessarily. For Chizkia, we do have one Bryce that clearly is Mashman, not like Chizkia, the Bryce that we brought down from Gazal Matbeya, the Nifsal. So that clearly is not going like Chizkia, and therefore to say that this would support Chizkia, you need a better proof, because so far we have things that connected Chizkia, to say this supports Chizkia, you don't have to say. Alright, so what then would be the Machlokas between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda if you don't want to say that it supports Chizkia? You would have to say that both these opinions hold what? That Hezek Shein and Nekir, Lav Shmei Hezek. Well, if Hezek Shei Nikar Lav Shmei Hezek, then let's see how the two, what they actually are arguing about. So it says well like this. So Amr Rav Nachman Yitzchak the Kula Alma could be Hezek Shei Nikar Lo Shmei Hezek. Vahachan, what are they arguing about? They're arguing about that when the rabbis impose a penalty, do they impose the penalty only on the Mezik case, or sometimes they extend it? because they want to give teeth to the penalty, so therefore they extend it not only in the case of the Mazer case, but they also impose it on the case of the Shogun. Or another reason why they might do that is because if there is a loophole, if you did it for Shogun, then somebody might do it for and claim that he did it for Shogun. So either way, do we say that a, a, a penalty on a Knas of the Mezid, would they extend it to Shogunat? That could come out being the Machlokas. And therefore, everybody holds Hezek Shein and Nikr, Lav Shmei Hezek. Comes along Rav Meir, yeah, but we're not happy with the way you behave, and you're going to get penalized. But not only we're penalizing the Mezid, we're extending it to the Shogun as well. Comes along Rav Meir, one second. You're going to penalize, I understand. The guy never did anything wrong when I told him, you don't like what he's doing. But penalize only the Mezid, don't penalize the Shogun. That now is the new interpretation of this Machlokas. Because the Shogun got the Mezid come in, they're arguing about do we extend the Knas and the Shogeg to the Maze? That's what they're arguing about here. Mar Savar, Rabbi Meir holds, Kansu Shogeg got to Maze, that they did extend it. And Mar Savar, Yehuda holds, Loi Kansu Shogeg got to Maze. So right now, that's what we're saying as follows. It could be with the, that the reputation is still in place, and, uh, and we're going now, the Rabbi Yochanan's understanding, Hezek Shein and Nikr, Lash Me Hezek, but within that, there's a Machlokas Tanoyim, when you say Hezek Shein and Nikr, Lash Me Hezek, so then what's the reason that you make the guy pay? A penalty. However, do we say penalties only on Mazin or do we extend penalty to. Now that's going to be the Machlokas here, Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda.